Hi, I'm Kirsten Siggins, and welcome to the Institute of Curiosity podcast. For the last 12 years, together with my business partner, Kathy Tiburner, who's also my mom, we've helped people build relationships that empower, especially in emotional and high-stakes situations. Every Thursday, Kathy and I are sitting down together having real conversations, sharing everything from our experiences and perspectives to our unique model for handling conflict, making it easier to step into conversations rather than away from them. This week, I have a major aha talking to Kathy about the need we feel to defend ourselves, what this does to our conversations, and how it stops us from being open to understanding different perspectives. Let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about an area of conflict that is so subtle that most of us don't even realize that maybe we're even in conflict. A client once said to me that they were in their team struggling because of conflict, where there were two very different points of view and people were attracted to one, which was quite negative, and the other one that was less negative but found it challenging to work with each other. And so she was in a meeting with, the, with one group. As soon as she sat down, they started telling her what was wrong, what was ineffective with her leadership, with the way the group worked, everything. And she found herself going immediately to a place of defensiveness and responded with justifying what she'd done and why. And so as we talked about it, she wanted to have a different outcome because what had happened was that she realized when she got up and left, because of this conversation, this group felt that she was now aligned with them. And that was not what her intent was. She was trying to stay neutral, removed from both groups, trying to figure out a way to sort through what was going on with them. And so as we talked about it, she said that she'd just gone to this place of being defensive. And I asked her, what would it have been like if she'd taken a more curious approach? And she was really working on becoming more curious in her conversations, trying to understand and focus on other people. And she said, wow, I never even thought in the moment of being curious. I just needed to defend myself. And so, Kristen, I thought today that might be something that we could talk about. And I wondered, does this ever happen for you? Well, I love this so much because, yes, I absolutely do this. And it's interesting because as I'm hearing you talk about this, what comes up for me is that I feel like when I'm in conversations that I can feel might become conflictual or I know will be conflictual, I know for myself, it's easier for me to stay in a curious space to ask those questions to better understand what's going on for others. But when I feel I'm I'm put on the spot where I need to defend, I feel like I need to defend myself. I don't know how else to describe it. Just like you said, there's that need where I have to defend myself. I don't go to a curious place to ask those questions. I go to that place of defending myself. And I know for a fact that I've absolutely been in that same space that your client has been where I've walked away thinking, I wish I had been more curious where it just, the conversation didn't, I don't want to say it didn't serve me, but I certainly didn't get as much out of the conversation as I could have if I had been more curious in the moment. And that's something that I've never put words to when I hear you talk about this and I've never reflected on it in such 
um, concrete ways, I guess, that when we feel judged or where we go to that place of defensiveness, that for me, it's more of a reaction rather than a response, an intentional response. What about for you? Yeah, no, I, I think I, I'm just, I looked up the definition of conflict and it defined is a serious disagreement or argument. So a disagreement means that there are at least two perspectives and the two perspectives are not in alignment. So they're, they're different. And so going back to my client, the, the team or half the team um, had one perspective on how they saw things going. And my client had a different perspective. There was no agreement between the two. And in that moment, I think when it becomes accusatory, you, we do. We feel we have to rescue ourselves. And so we do that by defending ourselves. And, and when we defend ourselves, at least with me, my ears close down. I just become in this tunnel of wanting to prove that I'm right. I lose my ability to really connect with the other person, to listen to what they're saying. I'm just defending myself. So I, I'm very much in the I place. So when we look at the, the five choices of listening, I'm listening from me, from my perspective. I'm not listening in a way that's open and non-judging and focused on the other. Mm -hmm. So it's a really interesting, and it, it doesn't even need to be a conflict where it gets into a fight or it gets into raised voices. It's just a, two different perspectives being presented with no openness or desire to understand and not judge the other. So it's mm -hmm. really an interesting, it's, it can be a very subtle way of being in a conversation that misses the mark. Mm -hmm. And so instead, you know, looking at doing it in a different way. So um, what has been your experience when this happens? Well, as I, as I said, I've never really put words to, words to it. I think the part that is so intriguing to me as I sit here listening to you is that it doesn't always feel like conflict. I think for me, when I feel like I'm going into that place of conflict, even though I know sometimes my ears can shut down, like you said, or I can go to that place of I, I think what I've, I've learned over the years to, to recognize those feelings and to stay in that quote unquote place of conflict to stay more open and curious because I know that yeah. it works and, and that's something that I know both of us has been working on for so many years now and practicing and it has been just life-changing for the two of us. But what I find so fascinating about this that I've just never considered until today as we talk about it is all those other moments where you're right, we have differing perspectives where we defend ourselves, but they don't feel like those quote unquote conflict conversations. And they don't even have to be emotional conversations, but they're definitely conversations that I've had where I feel that I, I have defended myself and I've limited learning a different perspective. Now, the other thing that I do know, and, I've, and I don't know why, and this is the other thing that's come up for me, I know it's easier for me to stay in a place of curiosity with my kids. So if I have differing opinions with my kids, it's easier for me 
to not go to a place of defending myself. Now, I'm not saying I do this every time, but I am more aware of it with them and I find it easier to be more curious with them than say I do my husband or my family or a friend. What about for you? Well, I'm just wondering when you say that to start with, is that the whole, is the mama bear need or the mama bear value, whatever, stronger for you and therefore your need to protect and by protecting, you know, you need to understand. I'm wondering if something comes in that's stronger than ego. It could be that because when I think about the times where I would need to, or I feel the need to defend myself, absolutely ego plays a role in that for me where I feel that I need to prove something or, you know, show that I'm good enough or that I didn't completely mess up or whatever it is. But if I really get to the root of it, it is definitely ego-based. When it comes to the kids, I don't feel that way with them. And maybe that is a mama bear thing. I just, I feel like there isn't that ego compartment and maybe that's what it is. And I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. I've never thought about it. This is just an interesting aha moment that I'm having right now where what I need to do is figure out how to go to all of my conversations not having that ego attached. And I find it for some reason easier to do with my kids than I do with others. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, coming from the, shall we say the industrial era, and I've been thinking about this a little bit recently with my judging challenge, is we all used to, I think, think there was one perspective and it was ours. And so anyone who we connected with, obviously, had the same perspectives we did, you know, because after all, that's why we get along. That's why we connect. And as we become more open and non-judging generally, I think we're beginning to understand on a different level that everyone has their own unique perspective. And so if I have a perspective about something, let's say I really enjoy having pizza every Friday night. And you're coming for dinner on Friday night and you don't like pizza at all. And so if I serve pizza, you're going to be annoyed because you know that I should know that you don't like pizza. And if I don't serve pizza, then it's Friday night and I'm not having my pizza. It becomes positional because we have different perspectives. And so many times I'm learning now that I'm becoming aware of if my friends have a certain perspective or see things a certain way, they can think that I don't like them or that I'm against them if my personal perspective is different. And so I can acknowledge and appreciate theirs for them. If I have a different one, sometimes people feel the need to defend theirs because mine isn't the same as theirs. Mm -hmm. I can acknowledge it and say, yeah, you know, it's great that every summer you love to go camping for three weeks. I can see how much you enjoy it. Not my thing. And so they may come back and feel defensive towards me. Well, you know, you should try it because, or it's so beautiful being out in the woods, or we really love it. It it gets, instead of us recognizing that each individual person or has a perspective and it's theirs and can be honored as theirs, 
as long as we're open and non-judging towards each other, there's space for all of us to have our own perspectives and to be accepted and acknowledged for them mm-hmm. without other people feeling the need to defend. So it's interesting. This exact thing just happened to me recently talking about video games where I was talking to a mom who has a son who is video gaming and she was sharing with me all the reasons why she loves video games for her son. And, and this was exactly it. She was sharing her perspective and why she loved them and how it was so great for her son. And so she said, she asked me the question, you know, what do you think and how's the experience been for your son? And for me, we've had a very, we had just had a very different experience and I had a very different perspective. And when I shared my perspective based on our experience, she heard it as rather than it being my perspective, it was not validating hers. And therefore she started to defend herself and tried to encourage me to look at video gaming differently because of how it was so great for her son, regardless of what our experience had been like. What was interesting about it is that as we each had our own perspective and I completely understood where she was coming from and I respected her place. She, they can do whatever they want in their family. I, I, that wasn't the issue. What was hard for her was to hear my different perspective and she took it as if it was a personal diss towards how she was doing something with her child. And so she heard it as criticizing her personally. She interpreted the information in my perspective as if I was challenging her perspective, even though I was just sharing just our experience. So I guess what I'm saying is I understand where you're coming from. I think that there are definitely times I've been in conversations where having a different perspective from somebody else is interpreted as being a right or wrong situation where we feel we need to defend ourselves rather than just being open and listening to learn. So it goes back to when we're in a situation, we tend to become that judging individual. And so when I ask you for your opinion about something or ask you whatever, I expect to hear back an affirmation of mine. And when I don't, I become offended, feel criticized and judged and go to a place of judging me, a judger me, as opposed to being open and non-judging towards the other person. So I don't go to a place of curiosity. I go to a place of becoming entrenched in me. Well, I think part of what's so challenging for people, at least what I'm learning, and I've learned so much of this from my kids, is that it's so hard to be different nowadays. Everybody is trying so hard to fit in. And I think that we, as humans, one, we don't have a lot of conversations with people anymore. And two, when we do have conversations, if we have differing perspectives, they often become emotional or heated or potentially conflictual. And so people just want to avoid them because they, they're scared of them or, or they feel bad after they have them. I think it's hard for people to listen to things that they don't like. It doesn't mean that we're bad. It doesn't mean that we're wrong. I just don't think that we live in a world where we have interactions very often anymore where we hear differing perspectives. I mean, even at work, most people have the same perspectives. And if there is a different perspective, then it it's never, it's not necessarily embraced as a good thing. And what I've learned from my kids is that, you know, they have such different perspectives than I do. And they have such a different perspective on the world than I remember having at their age. And I think it's, for me, it's just really exciting 
to listen to that because I learned so much from them. And I know that it's also hard being out in the world with friends and with clients and with different people. It's really easy for us to say we need to all embrace other people's perspectives. But I think that people really struggle with how they do it. What's been your experience, Kathy? Well, as you're saying that, I'm, I'm wondering if we're ingrained in what's right and wrong. And if your perspective is different than mine, then we become, I, my head might still, or people's heads may go into a, back into that positional place of right or wrong. And so instead of having, as they say, shades, a multitude of shades of gray, where we all have variations on something, we're still in that place of black and white of one person being right. Therefore the other has to be wrong. And so we don't want to be wrong. So then we have to work adamantly and defend ourselves to be right because that is just easier for us Mm -hmm. to be. It's easier and more comfortable. One less thing to worry about. And, and, and we feel good when we're right and we feel bummed when we're not right. So if, we have this perspective of only right or wrong then we keep in that place of defending ourselves so that we can be right because you know we have to be right because if we're not right then we're wrong and no one wants to be wrong I think that nobody likes to be wrong and it's easier to tell people what to do it's easier it's easier to go to that place of defending yourself and telling others that it is to go to that place of asking questions and listening to learn. Because I don't know that we all want to hear necessarily what other people have to say or what other people think. I think that that's something that as humans we need to work on is holding up that mirror. It's just easier to be external about things than it is to be internal about things, that it takes work. And so I agree with you. I think that it's easier to be, to go to that place of feeling to need to be right than to think of situations as not being right or not being wrong, of just being different. I know that people don't have a lot of energy and I know that there's a lot of overwhelm, particularly in your generation where young families, there's so much going on and they've just got so much on their plates that the thought of trying to take on one more thing as in asking questions or trying to understand each other it's just too hard and yet if they go to a place of disagreeing then there's a good chance they'll end up feeling they're the loser and everything that goes with that connotation in their head and they don't want to feel that way they don't feel want to feel bummed out so it's just easier to go along with things to to keep the calm and for us not to have to go to that place of possibly being considered wrong. So this is, so what comes up for me is then in those moments where we feel that we have to defend ourselves, those moments that don't feel conflictual, those moments that we have probably every day, and now I'm going to start paying attention to this a lot more. How do we, instead of go to that place of right or wrong or going to a place of needing to defend ourselves, what can we do differently so that we stay open? Well, my assumption is that when that happens and we feel we have to defend ourselves, that cortisol is being released. I don't know that 
It's just an assumption on my part. So if cortisol is being released, it's hard for us not to try and protect ourselves. And so for us to have the energy, the courage to be present, to become intentional, and to ask that first open question will shift us from a place of cortisol being released to a place of dopamine being released because we're we're working towards being collaborative and in that collaboration, seeking to understand each other. So it's back to just what we write about in the book about round conflict in a more general sense. Whenever we're feeling that way, to ask that first question helps us shift in terms of our brain chemistry. And it also helps us begin to better understand the other perspective and somehow move away from this black, white, right, wrong mindset into one that's more accepting of all of the possibilities that are out there. Well, I know for me that this is something that I'm going to actively work on. I'm really excited about this because this is a perspective that I never considered. I never really thought about or gave words to. I know that I go to that place of defense rather than a place of curiosity. And I've never really thought of it like that, but that's when you, when you talk about it, I, I heard you use those words. I thought, yeah, absolutely. I definitely do that. So I'm excited because I know that just having that awareness is going to make it easier for me in those moments to say, okay, I feel like I need to be defensive. What can I be curious about? Or what do I need to know more about? Or what's, you know, what's going on for me in this moment? How come I'm going to this place of feeling like I need to defend myself? And I'm really curious to see what comes up for me and how I show up differently in those conversations. So as we wrap it up, we invite you guys to do the same. When you're in those moments where you feel like you need to be judgmental, go to a place of curiosity and see what comes up for you and ask the open questions, who, what, where, when, and how to learn a little bit more about the other person's perspective. Kathy, is there anything you'd add to that? For me, it's an expansion or a, the next step for my judging challenge. <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> See how it goes. I'm excited. I think this is going to be yeah. really exciting and fun. And I'm also curious to see what comes up for people and what they learn and what works for them yeah. and what doesn't. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you had the opportunity to hear new thoughts and perspectives and understand that you're not alone. We invite you to join this continuing conversation on Facebook and Instagram at Institute of Curiosity. It's your place to share experiences, learn new tricks and tools, or ask those burning questions that you want answers to. You can learn more about our work or access our free course at instituteofcuriosity.com and in our book, The Power of Curiosity, how to have real conversations that create collaboration, innovation, and understanding. If you like what you heard, we hope you'll please rate and review us and then don't forget to share us with your friends. Then hit subscribe to keep up with the latest episodes. Thanks again for tuning in. Stay curious and we'll see you next week. Have an awesome day.